0: Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Danielle Johansson.
1: And I'm Maureen Smith, and today we are joined by the Femme Fatales. Would you mind introducing yourselves?
2: Yes, my name is Essence, or Jezebeli. My name's Weetsie,
3: and my burlesque name is Android Empress. And I'm
4: Karina, and my burlesque name is Molotov Cocktease.
3: <laughs> oh my fucking God! I know. <laughs>
0: I almost, am, like, prefer, and I'm glad that we didn't know that until we started recording. <laughs>
1: That's so the best thing.
3: thing ever. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm so glad that y'all are here. Um, for, uh, I would love to hear, like, the origins of the Femme fatales.
4: Yeah, so... <laughs> um, uh, So this is Karina, and um, I uh, moved to America about ten years ago and um, before I moved to America I was living in Germany and I was um, heavily into dance um, so hip-hop, lyric, um, anything ballroom, ballet, all those. Um, And so when I moved here I um, was told that I couldn't dance in the drill team in the school that I was going to because um, apparently I looked too sexy doing it and it was inappropriate because my hips were too big and my breasts were too big so drill team was not a thing and I got discouraged from dancing and so then I just did not dance for like I think six to seven years And so then um, I started seeing um, like burlesque performances with friends And I realized that that would be a place for me to be sexy and plus-size um, But then the shows I'd see it would be um, Maybe like seven um, very thin performers and then there would be one plus-size performer and when that plus size performer would come out um, and start taking their clothes off, people would be really off-put and, um, and people would get uncomfortable and it just did not seem like a very safe or inviting environment for those plus size performers. And so I thought to myself, I didn't really want to, you know, put myself in that position um, of being, you know, in that kind of environment when I'm performing. And I thought there might be a lot of other people that would want to do burlesque that are plus size but didn't want to put themselves in that situation either. So then I was playing with this idea of creating a plus size troupe, um, but I didn't really know where to start and I didn't know anybody really in the burlesque community. And so I started being best friends with Essence. It just started being, and, just like woke up and <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm <best> <laughs> Like it just happened yeah. one day. Um, I'd created this um, <laughs> big babe bellies brunch. And she was, like, the only one that came to it. Like, I had a friend already that came with me. But, like, other than that, from, like, the Tumblr sphere, she was the only one that came. And we just totally hit it off. And we kind of just became best friends from there on out. And I told her, I think at the brunch, at the very first time of us, like, meeting in person, I was like, I want to do this burlesque troupe. And she was like, oh, my God, I love burlesque. And so then I had my person that I could, you know, like, play with all these ideas with and um and then essence took me to um it was an ice cream social that Vodzilla? exactly had. it was Some the ice troop cream. in the mm-hmm, city yeah
2: um and they had a they have pretty frequent like networking burlesque events and stuff like that but they had an ice cream social and we got to meet um red hot annie uh, who is the founder um, of Vodzilla and has like a school and a weekly show and student showcases and stuff like that and we went to um, one of the shows that night. It was a Halloween show, and we like well mm-hmm. at the social. We we brought the idea up to her, and we knew. Yeah. Um, we learned that to shows of hers,
4: but that was the first time yeah. we got to like in person talk to her. Yeah,
2: and we we learned <laughs> that like in the city, um, there is like um there is another troupe that existed that was a a body positive troupe, but there was nothing that existed at the time to- at the time that was exclusively plus size, um, and we just kind of wanted to carve out our own space, mm-hmm. um, and then we since then have kind of like look to annie for kind of a mentorship i guess yeah, i would say she
4: did um when we brought the idea to her that she we were, were playing with the thought she was like yes whatever you guys need you know if it's space you need or input um you know I'll, she even came to like uh, rehearsal to like give us feedback and everything like that which we were like oh you know like i mean that's you know like a bit of our idol you know mm-hmm so she's been all the way through through all these years she comes to our shows and she's just been incredibly supportive and
2: and around that time um, we had met Weetzie too and like also yeah. at brunch and I kind of different f- brunch right yeah I was, I was on a date but it was the same, same place, place right it was now shut down R.I.P.
4: Ellie's I was on a date,
3: and they knew them, uh, the person I was with, was through Tumblr, Tumblr person, yeah. and then I met the them the through Tumblr, he and does. then goodbye that person. Yeah. And, but we're uh, like, <laughs> we like, you have blue no eyebrows, we have to be friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you became running up to her, and you're like, yeah. you have blue eyebrows, <laughs> and, um, And then uh, you told me we became friends on Tumblr and stuff, and then... um. <laughs> yeah. And then you told me about the troupe and and I had been wanting to join Burlesque for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a long dance background. Um, but You'd once you already
4: had that performance, you already the verbal number.
3: N- no, that was around the same time. No, that was I was prepared for the troupe.
4: Oh, okay. Um, I yeah, I just did already... it in
3: Salt Lake because I had the opportunity oh, to. Oh, got it. Okay. But um anyway, so I joined the troupe as a as just a troupe member and um, you know, we did a show and everything, and it was it was amazing. And then I started becoming more producery, and I have a degree. in she theater.
2: started hounding us yeah. and being like, "You guys gotta get your shit together." And I was like, "We're <laughs> trying." <laughs> and then, yes. Yes. Since yeah, since she's joined, <laughs> we've become a lot more official and organized. Yeah, um, yeah so that you know, a theater great. background will do that. And oh yeah, I worked in theater for a while, and
3: uh, used to work on the same. Uh, shows that um, Jen Kincaid worked on and she started Kiss Kiss Cabaret and then started Uptown Underground so that you know I maintained that friendship through her and learned about different stuff and um, how to kind of not exactly how to run things but like just kind of got ideas Mm -hmm. on how I thought things should be done
2: so yeah I myself don't have that much like official background in either theater or like dance but um, I did praise dancing a little bit as a a kid and then I did some theater in high school but mostly self-taught to the extent that one can self-teach certain things and I'm trying to expand that now um, in hopes of like keeping up with people with like degrees and dozens of years of dance experience and I'm just like over here in my little self-talk corner like hey yeah you're doing also? it yeah
4: but you've also done extensive research online
2: yeah that- I did have a, a real like genuine love and interest in burlesque for like years that I like would research and it kind of started really early probably some would say like too early but I don't mm-hmm. care because I just <laughs> like being fab and being fun mm-hmm. a long time ago and I still do now um but yeah so like the interest in very traditional burlesque and actually I think like being a part of it has really expanded what it meant to me Um, because like what I did learn was very traditional um, burlesque and like what I'm doing now it's close to that but like different in a lot of ways and basically I had certain like expectations for what burlesque meant when I first started learning about it and like now that I'm actually doing it and a part of it, like, it's like literally anything you want it
1: to be. That was yeah. actually going to be one of my, one of my first questions is what sets besides the aspect that it is a space for plus size women. Um, what sets this troop apart from a, from any other burlesque troupe in the city?
4: Well, the way that we've kind of built up the um, troupe, most troops are generally um, people that have performed in the burlesque community for quite some time, and are like individual performers that come together for certain shows, mm-hmm. um, whereas um, our, our troupe is a lot of, pretty much I'd say, like, 90% of our performers are people that did not perform burlesque beforehand, and we all came together in this, like, body-positive, inclusive space to then create burlesque shows. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for the most part, our performers don't even perform other places. Like, they only perform with our show, which... Eventually, we do want people to branch out and, like, mm-hmm. actually perform with other troops and at other shows. But generally, we are...
2: A lot of those people came for the mission. Yeah,
4: exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Was
2: to, like be awesome and fat and sexy on stage without it being, like, a weird thing.
3: Yeah. 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 To carve out a space for themselves rather than, you know, out there doing it and then just, like, finding room. Yeah.
0: That was actually going to be my question, which is, um, I, you know, it's something that we talk about a lot generally, which is the idea of um, folks that are working on projects that uh, that have to carve out their own way. Um, kind of figuring out the methodology of how best to, to do that and I, I kind of really appreciate um, where you all are coming from in that with that regard and kind of like I, I basically I'm curious like what has been um you know your experience like in and what what things have worked best as far as not only carving out the space for yourselves but also like carving out a space in which people can like find and appreciate and be a part of what you're doing
2: well what's worked best i guess is um i don't know how to answer that because i feel like do you mean like what kind of results have we had or like what have we done that's like facilitated that in the best way
0: yeah I, i i for me it's really interesting just to think about kind of like what are the tools that Uh, that has made that process work
2: that's why i'm confused because in my head i'm like what
4: tools so i I would say if i'm understanding (laughs) the question correctly it's like we we put on shows that are just unapologetic as fuck and you're gonna come and see whatever we're gonna get give you like whatever we are going to allow you to see and so a lot of our performers like are people that would normally not get booked at other shows um just because of a preset of like you know what Like, who and what they are, right? And we are just unapologetic about, like, hey, you know, we... Like, you in our space, you just don't get to discriminate against, you know, whatever we are. And so, like, you know, for instance, for myself, I probably, because of my size, would, like, not get booked places. Mm. But I create a show where I bring in an audience that is coming specifically to see the things that other people think are not wanted in their shows. Mm. But, I mean given that we, like, have shows that do sell out, that people love, there is, you know, a space for us to exist and to, like, flourish, right? And so it's, it's more of a, like, we just don't care what, like, society and, like, the conventional burlesque community and everything like that says you are supposed to be as a performer how yeah. you're supposed to present, you know, or not present yourself, you know, yeah. what you're supposed to, Yeah, it's like definitely that
3: not about asking, do you think I'm worthy or do you think I'm pretty? It's telling you I am.
4: Yeah, exactly. You know, and like you can take it or leave it, but this, definitely... but I've decided exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and as far as like what tools we have, uh, I don't think we look at it that way. I think we yeah. just have an end result of what we want and then we're doing everything we can in our power to get there. Like, um, you know, we bring everything we possibly can in our repertoire and our
2: bags of tricks mm-hmm. to get yeah. this idea on stage, and we're. Oh, I guess a tool would be fostering relationships with other people in the burlesque community where we mm-hmm. can. Yeah. I would say that's kind of a tool. Yeah,
3: but also, yeah. I mean, our troupe is really made out of people that are mostly new to the scene, yeah. Yeah. and and in that idea of new to performance, new not to just performance each, in general. Yeah and so they're very there they're very much there to um we're all there to carve out a space for them for ourselves and with that idea i think there's a lot of like gumption in being like i never thought i'd do this but here i am yeah and it's definitely a passion
4: project like nobody's in our troupe for like money or anything like that you know there's no, it's not like something where we're like looking to be booked for you know th- that reason it's more of a like wow it's like awkward. i'm i'm yeah, I'm doing a thing. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, not that, like, Opposites. most people are not in burlesque for money because there's not that much money in burlesque, to be real, you know. I mean, like, a pair of feather fans is, like, you know, starting at 300 and you get, like, 54 mm-hmm. performance. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, you know. Oh, my God. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, burlesque funny. is, yeah, I'm burlesque, yeah, yeah like if, if, you're, if you're if you're a guest yeah. I mean burlesque like for for what you for what money you have to funnel into it, you know? I mean like we just spent like $40 on rhinestones last week like just for one number, you know. Oh wow. So and actually like that, that wasn't even enough. We had to use more on it. <laughs> it was like to. yeah, like But I mean that's the but, thing about
3: burlesque is, is is so much of it is Clever costuming, costuming yeah. on a budget and and hacks and
4: mm-hmm. hacks and, yes. and finding research, mm-hmm. research yeah.
2: hours and, and hours of online. And
4: weeks sure. of rhinestoning things yourself and getting incredibly
1: high yeah, and having deep. migraines from
4: glue. I totally had the window open, I just didn't have the fan on to blow out all the toxic air. <laughs> that was actually
1: gonna be so um, I would imagine that for a a performer of conventional burlesque size that there would be an option to kind of like, when you're starting out to get just like a a canned costume, like you yeah. can, pop, you can
3: like, yeah. you can like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And the it's other thing is not nothing. there.
2: It's it's. I don't want to like, make it seem like costumes are just sitting everywhere for all of the thin people in the world. Well, but if you have know um, the money, the they the are. access yeah. is a. It's like it. If you compare, a uh, uh, you know, a person of not very many means who's of size versus one who's thin, like it's just going to be a lot easier for the thin person to find what they need on a budget. Like,
1: yeah, it's just hard. That's, that's
2: clothes anyway for fat people. Yeah. I was just going to say, costuming is a whole different monster. monster. Like
1: Halloween is literally hell for me. I fucking like, I cannot hit us up. We'll, we'll help Oh yeah. Cool. I, uh, no, I remember, I just have a very distinct memory of like in my early twenties, my, my, like, group of friends being like, we're all gonna go as hipster Disney princesses, and, and your hair is kind of blonde, it's a, it's kind of like that dirty blonde color that Aurora has, so we want you to be hipster sleeping beauty, and I looked, and I was like, how the fuck am I gonna pull that off? (laughs) That
2: actually, like, reminds me, too, of, like, the level of costume you have to do as a fat person, Mm -hmm. Um, or even in just clothing in general, like, for instance, like, you know what somebody might consider hipster on a thin person would look like they would say it would be dumpy just because the other person by virtue of their body size and it's not that different mm. with burlesque like we sometimes mm. I personally like to have a high level of costume whenever I can anyway mm. yeah. but I'm not going to lie like it it works to my benefit to have a high level of costume because there are people that will look at me and be like you know you have to look good because you have this working against you. So you need to have a high level of costume because otherwise you'll be a sloppy fat person.
1: That's actually really interesting to me because I, I was going to ask like, do y'all work within standard conventions of, and I'm saying this and it feels like it feels like a shitty question. And so if it comes out that I'm, but I I'm, I'm struggling to find another way of putting it. Um, Do you work within the standard conventions of beauty to pull off looks that you want to achieve? Like, in terms of, like, levels of, like, what is considered, quote-unquote, flattering for fat bodies? Not
4: me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes, sure. I mean, you know, if you're going to have a corset, there's no reason to have the middle go out.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're
3: not gonna like make an hourglass the opposite,
2: but yeah I yeah. think for me I look in the mirror and I'm like does this look good? Yes or no But I, mm-hmm. I try not to dissect too much of the reasons why I think it wouldn't look good My reasons of looking good are less like oh does this make me look thin, thin or slim like it's not really that It's just like I don't know like do I feel good in it? And there's yeah. a difference between proper
3: fit mm-hmm. and that f- Supporting the body and it slimming or trimming the body, yeah. You know, exactly. and we're definitely yeah. we want things to fit and look neat, yes. And you know, seams not bursting, things mm, not pulling. No tags are showing. No like tags could, are showing yeah. a level of quality.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, that's all very important. But yeah. as far as like trying to fit someone else's mold, absolutely no. not. No, I mean no. our one of our first group numbers ever is about, and we're performing it again for our um our upcoming show, is about. You know these things on our body on our body that people say are you know fat and unattractive. Like yeah. we can jiggle them and they act and they are sexy. They are good. Yeah.
4: So we're flapping our arm fat and we're jiggling our bellies and our back fat. Like all of the things. Like we point with,
3: out and, yeah. and do the motions to be like here is my back fat and yeah. it jiggles also and it is awesome.
4: Yeah, and um, I mean like the the costume um for that number actually we are wearing just leggings and a hoodie. And it's, it's showcasing that, like, you don't have to be all done up and dolled up. Like, you still have permission to be, like, sexy and valuable um and, like, attractive even if you're in your most comfortable clothes. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we, like, strip down to, you'll have to find out when you come to our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's also things that, like, would conventionally not be something that you would, like, expect a fat person to wear that is trying to be, you know, flattering. So, fuck flattering.
1: <laughs> that's, I the term flattering to me is just like such a it's it's such a minimizing word it's yeah. just like what it does is it is it suggests like hiding things that you shouldn't be proud yeah. of mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and like it's like
3: wrong body parts
1: yeah exactly naughty
4: naughty body parts right?
1: <laughs> mm. or like cause like the, you know and I, I that actually leads me to a, a point that I'd love to touch on and that is the kind of the I, I hate I don't want to say burgeoning because it's not like it's new, but the kind of like Im- recently emboldened, I guess, body positive movement, the recently, you know, socially acceptable, acceptable body, posi- body <laughs> positive body <laughs> positive movement. Say some mixed feelings, at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. the idea of like has that like has like the you know recent increased popularity of like folks like Tess Holiday. Um, Oh, did I just like touch it? No, no. Okay. Her husband, um, designed
3: our logo actually.
1: Are Um, you serious? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I
3: mean, you know, I mean there's just, there's, if there's layers and layers of complications and feelings on anyone on anything and just by the nature of there being so many voices saying one thing or another, but no, um, yeah, he, he yeah, did and our logo. They're a great And he even did family. it for free.
4: He was, yeah, like, it was so generous. Like, I mean, that's, his job is creating those kind of things. And mm-hmm. he heard about us, like, when we were in the beginning process. And he, yeah, he just made this awesome logo that we, like, still use and love to bits, you know. So that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. That is so, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Though I guess... interrupted your question. You were... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <Sorry. you're> t- <laughs> no, please.
1: Always interrupt me. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, um has that has the emboldening has the kind of gained momentum of that movement like helped like kind of helped y'all with exposure like have you noticed cuz how long has this how long has the troop been around it's
2: the troop officially like came together in 2015 and i would say it was it was like it came out of all of us having been a part of body positivity and mm-hmm. like the roots um, particularly on Tumblr. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Karina's mm-hmm. been on Tumblr since, like, 2010, I believe, and I've been on there since 2011. Wow. Um, and, like, it's weird, because with the body positive movement, like, it's been really monetized in the last, like, however many years. Yeah. And a lot of people that were there from the start have kind of been pushed out for various reasons, yeah. and it's kind of like the people who are basically the most... The people who are easiest to, like, the most palatable, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Okay. Palatable. Palatable. Yeah. Palatable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was there for that pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. Um Those are the people that have kind of been pushed toward the front image of the movement, and it, it's definitely, it's like the troop was something born out of us being po- body positive, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and in some ways, like, I think... The movement existing has been really good at making people comfortable enough to like come to a show like that. Like, there's a lot of people that are like so afraid of being fat, even if they're Mm -hmm. fat, that they wouldn't even go to see other fat people being fat. Like, it's just like they're just like, no, I've got to stay home and work on my diet instead. And it's just like, you could come and like see that maybe. That you could you could do that if you want, but also you could enjoy your body as it is, like the yeah. entire way through. Whatever or enjoy other people enjoying or enjoy, their body right, that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna and not catch be personally fatness. Offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where it's it's not a clear cut kind of like does this benefit the the because like it came out of that, but also mm-hmm. yeah. But I I think it's important to distinct too
3: that we there's the body positive movement, and that was, and, it, and it's just, it was progressive. I, f- I feel like it was progressive at first, but I think so quickly, like, you know, like early feminism, it, you just kind of learn that it is still leaving people out. It's yeah. still not that Absolutely. inclusive. It's mm-hmm. still focused on smaller people. It's still about that thin person feeling yeah. like they're not being thin chained, yeah. you know, when, Yes, yeah, so I
2: misspoke. I actually was more like part of the fat. Positive.
3: We need to be like, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. that's we, a very
2: fat, important distinction. We, we say
3: make. we say body positive, but what we really mean, honestly, mm-hmm. and w- it's fat positivity. I yeah. mean, that's what we're about—an In,
4: inclusive fat positive, inclusive so. intersectional
3: yeah. fat yeah. positivity. And
4: that's why I think, like for like for our troupe itself, I don't think that our like the body positive movement has helped our troupe. because we okay. are. Um, so inclusive to where we are not within what most of the body positive community is like championing okay that's um,
0: an interesting th- i'm so sorry to cut you no, off go ahead. the thing that really um is an interesting thing for me on that note is like kind of circling back to the um carving out your own uh um lane lane conversation is i think that it's an interesting thing when it comes to, like, spaces and conversations of inclusion. Because it, and for some folks, the way in which we go, this is, like, for I, I think of with the magazine, right? Where, like, we, for us, intersectional feminism and, like, we're vegan, we're socialist, we're these things. that These are words that can, for some, be very exclusionary. Mm-hmm. But the, as soon as you start kind of putting into words these things where it's like, no, we're trying to include the folks that are interested in the same things that we are and we want to include everyone in that way, mm-hmm. that it seems to me like a very powerful, like, thinking, way of thinking about about audience building. And I don't mean audience building just in the sense of, you know, the consumerist idea of, like, selling right. tickets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but like, in the sense of, Will like... we affect. Whatever. Right, B- building exactly. Building a coalition. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so I guess that's... Because that's the, the idea of, like, Tools before it doesn't necessarily put it, but I think that I I guess I just want to hear more about kind of like where was there dialogue for y'all of being like, No, we're gonna put it into words, this is exactly who we are, this is what it's about,
3: yeah, yeah, for sure. We have a you
4: know, you have the tagline, yeah, basically, our mission is to transform the way the society perceives fat people and the way that we perceive ourselves as fat people, and And so our mission statement,
2: too, like, not like, not the tagline, but like the little thing about. What we try to do within all of that to the longer paragraph. That we um, have, yeah, the,
4: I don't. I'm not.
2: I don't know what. No, we don't, have no, we am, don't but say but that, yeah because I don't remember. I mean, like, we don't have to Yeah. So, I, um, <laughs> but we do its about t- being like has the tag race yeah, inclusive so, awesome. and like um and like gender inclusive. And yeah, and like I mean that. the
4: thing is that like when we have people come to our show, like we don't want them to just come to a show and then like you know have like yay like that was entertaining for like an hour and a half or two and then they walk home like that's not the point of our show our point of our show is like to like legitimately transform transform somebody's life and their view of themselves like Mm. and that actually happens like we get messages afterwards and like i get choked up every time like people message us saying that their view of themselves has altered Mm -hmm. and like that we can accomplish that with like an hour and a half of a show that somebody really really sees themselves in a different light that they can be more kind to themselves that they can accept themselves and that they can see in others a beauty and a perfection that they've never seen before like that we create that access like that's magical and like that's what we're there for Mm -hmm. it's not just an entertaining show it's not just a burlesque show it's really an experience and that's what we're out to create.
2: And... and to do that for the people that were in the troupe that had never had... Exactly. ...a chance to perform, like, mm-hmm. to to be on stage and to, like, to really be present with the audience is, like, I you just, you can't know it until you've done it. You yeah. can't know it until you've done it. And, like, I don't know how many people and, like, the history of performance that, like, never really had that opportunity because they are too concerned with what they look like. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. people even on stage who, like, don't get to have that moment of, like, bliss of, like, I'm just here and the audience loves me. (laughs) And then people who don't even get to get on stage. Yeah. Because, like, there are people who perform and probably still don't kind of hit that that state of, like, I'm here and it is what it is. But, like, just the people that, like, dream of doing that and, like, just never do it because of what they think about how they look.
4: Yeah, because, I mean, like the just the act of getting on stage to perform anything already is nerve-wracking, right? Whether that's playing your violin or, you know, being in a theater play, but then being a burlesque performer like you're taking off your clothes, you're, you know, like you you are besides your pasties and like, you know, a little something to cover you up down there is like you're you're naked and then doing all of that while you're fat and maybe even, you know, gender queer or have, you know, um Like it's just, it is so fucking nerve wracking Mm -hmm. and that we create a space where people that have never even done that are just like gung ho to hop on that stage. And like, I think of Lola, (laughs) like, so, um, one of our performers, um, she literally never ever been on stage for anything ever. Like not even like in high school for like, you know, like a singing, a choir thing, like never been on stage and she hit the stage, and she nailed it, and she came backstage, like, running back. There. She's like, oh my god, they loved it! And broke out into tears, and all of our, like, hearts exploded. Like, she was just, like, it was just an explosion of happiness I've never seen before. Like, such euphoria. And, like, like, that happened. Like, that happened. And, like, oh my god, it's just so great that, like, you know, we get to be part of that. We get to, like, make that accessible for people. That's totally not what you asked, but that's what you know now. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm... So glad I know that. Um, I'm I'm wondering, um, when, first of all, like, how like, how often or do you hold auditions for new folks? Like,
2: it's been in flux. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: been in flux. I mean, we're constantly learning.
3: we we've we've only been a thing since two thousand, late fourteen. Our first show was in two thousand fifteen, and then. We kind of took a two-year break, and then did a year, well, yeah, more like a year break, and then yeah. we started building back up again. Yeah. And um, We're so we've had, like, one set of auditions, but we don't have, like, a set like, oh, it's every this amount of time. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's when we need Playing it. Playing it by ear. Yeah, it's when mm-hmm. we need it, when we see ourselves going in different directions. It yeah. depends yeah. on who we meet.
4: Yeah. It depends and we are a on...
2: quite large troupe at the moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, we've, we've also recently started, like, having guest performers so like mm-hmm. people that are plus size and already kind of doing their thing in the community and we reach out to them to have them um, be a part of the show but yeah. it's like less of a commitment than being an official troop member mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
4: cause that's another thing that kind of sets us apart from troops um, that are um, in the city is that we have a lot of like very large group members um that like we have a lot of members in um a lot of times other um shows will have like maybe three or four people in a group number whereas we'll have like you know seven or eight people in a number oh, wow and that requires a lot of rehearsal and coordinating people's schedules everybody has you know a busy life and um so that's uh something that we've done to also like create community within you know our troop and with our members and we really encourage them to like you know, forge friendships with each other. Whenever we do have like new members come in, and that's something that like um, I'm really proud of um, is that we have brought new people in. A lot of them that have moved newly to the city, and now they have like friends within our troop that they like hang out with that are like family to them now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like being this like friend matchmaker has been like an awesome journey as well. Oh, so cool. So yeah.
1: Um, I'm interested. Um, for. Like, let, you know, for when you, I, I have two questions that have to do with um, auditioning mm-hmm. for this, for this troupe. So the, my first question is, have you noticed, like, when you first started, did you have a round of auditions or did you just kind of invite people that you knew that were interested? Um, and so I guess, yes, that, that's question number one.
2: Yeah, it's our first round um, back in 2000, like late 2014, early 2015. We kind of just reached out to say who would be interested in mm-hmm. being a part of this. And some really awesome people showed up. And then um, and we and asked and them, like, stuck what, capacity, with it, yeah. what capacity? And then what
3: capacity? And then some people stuck with it through rehearsals. And mm-hmm. other people, you know, had other time commitment things. Yeah. And it just didn't well,
4: and I mean, like, a show, um, like, of this caliber requires, you know, like, stage managers and kittens mm-hmm. that, you know... Help set up props and pick mm-hmm. up clothes. Kittens and... are like burlesque stage hands. One, one yeah. of my
1: best friends was a burlesque kitten for a little while. Oh, yeah. cool! Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. And so there's there, there's a lot that goes into a troupe. It's not just the performers. And so um, yeah, we reached out and asked, you know, what would people like to, you know, contribute? What would they like to do? And so and and I'd say we still have like the core people that started back then with us. Um, and we have we have held one audition, um, and we have come to the realization that the kind of space that we're trying to create we need um, to know more about people than just their performance and we need to know about what kind of a person they are so mm-hmm. we know that we're bringing a, like a person into like because we have a safe space so we need to know it's a you know, so, yes. You I mean, it really is our family exactly. exactly. Yes. And so, just hosting an audition is not going to be enough going forward.
1: That was so. going to be my next question. Is like how how has your mentality changed about like from that first audition where you were like, you know, let's see let's see what it takes to build this. Mm-hmm. And I, I it's interesting to me that as you've built, as you've like kind of built up, it's become more curatorial mm-hmm, than anything yeah. else. It has
3: because we're already so like we are we have about 12 members give or mm-hmm. take right now and plus i mean kittens. plus kittens yeah. and um and it, it, you know some people can contribute one dance some people can only be in one group number some people want to be in three group numbers so and, you know there's it, very much like how much can you tri- contribute so we are not like in need of like 20 more members mm-hmm. you know but and, so we do interviews you know if someone has interest and we have interest and we've there also be a lot adding. more
2: upfront about what we are doing yeah yeah, what what we we expect and like what we for instance like we just had to be a lot more clear about what we expect from them and then like what they can expect from us too because before um before things got as organized as they they are now um to the extent that they are i wouldn't say like we're like super organized (laughs) um um, be we mm-hmm. we didn't use our time <laughs> the best <laughs> and mm-hmm. now we're trying to like streamline all of that so that when people come they don't feel like they're just sitting around and not doing anything and just yeah. watching other people rehearse yeah. Um, so yeah we've had to be pretty pretty streamlined and also like what people can expect from us and that's been one of the things that's changed from mm. the start and like more on a management level yeah.
1: in terms of being clear about expectations and having a more c- curatorial eye, are there like? I'm wondering, like, to you, what what defines fat? Like, if somebody,
3: we <laughs> like, do you talk like, about this, yeah. Because some people are, some people feel oh, plus boy. size, mm-hmm. but
2: unfortunately, they can still shop at most of the places. That th- that's and the they thing. Can still
3: fat yeah. You can always the goddamn time. Yeah. You can feel fat, but there's is not always a clear line of what is fat and what is not and yeah. there are also small fats and there are you know it varies People of degrees yeah. and yeah. Big uh, end of the you know big end of the spectrum yeah. and
2: our um you know we've had to we've kind of ta- set we've... the soft limit at 14-ish
3: okay so we well, like 16. Oh, okay well I mean that's the thing it's it's a it's a it's a blurry line yeah, it's a blurry line
4: we we currently have one member that is below that line and she's been with us from the start and she her her size has fluctuated um, but um, uh, I have always wanted her to be on stage and um, I'm I'm just really happy that she's gonna be on stage for this show because um, she's done a lot of work uh, around being body positive and. Um, showing her skin and, um, uh, um, she, uh, she, she has attributes to her that like conventionally society would, um, tell her to hide and
1: Mm -hmm. she's not hiding them anymore. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's amazing yeah and i i'm she's
4: in two numbers for this show so
2: like i'm gonna be we, sobbing backstage we usually <laughs> so. like have we we i don't know we play that kind of by ear too, the whole 14 16 line yeah, but it's yeah. also really dependent on how many people are in the troupe of like larger sizes so like yeah it's not like a hard like never you can't be in if you're not this size but we definitely try to like Have larger people take up more space, exactly. Because in in being exclusive, we're gonna yeah. It's important to have like the biggest people Mm -hmm. have priority because like them against somebody who's a size fourteen trying to book another kind of show. Yeah, they're not Mm. likely to get yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. booked.
3: Definitely, we try our best to make room for people who have the least opportunity.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's so cool and so, like, it, this is, I mean, it's, what you're doing is honestly radical, like, it's, well, which yeah. is, and, 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 I'm, and I mean that in both, like, the, like, kind of vaguely 80s sense of, like, right. it's yeah. radical, but it's also, like, this is radical, like, this is something is, that people yeah. aren't yeah. Mm-hmm. doing, and the fact yeah. that you're really leaning into, the, into, like, we want the biggest people possible on stage, yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's something that it, it's, it's you know, a lot of people in our society would revile that thought yeah, and the fact sure. that you're doing it and you're doing it with like urgency and like mm-hmm. this like this needs to be happening mm-hmm. and we need to be out there and we're very clear about our it's goals become the and, baseline, yeah. for sure absolutely yeah. well
0: I um to piggyback off of that I mean that's something that I think that you know <laughs> as far as like, when we think about, like, guidelines of what we're doing, like, that's it, right? Where it's, like, we want to find the radical. And, and not in the 80s sense, in the, like, <laughs> not societally accepted sense. Yeah. But, um, you know, in in that same way, kind of the other thing that, that you... It's hard, though, because, like... um, I'm trying to think how I want to put this. Like, there, there's... Like, it's not like we want it, like, just tradition for tradition. Like... That that tradition, all traditions should be burned because traditions are terrible and, and yeah. you know. But but I, figuring out, kind of you know in that carved own space like figuring out those guidelines. I mean and I, obviously, there like hearing from y'all that there are like things that really matter, which I really appreciate that it, the way that you put it of like going for bigger bodies first, which is super important. But I'm also really curious, kind of like, what are some of those some more of those like lines, I guess. Mm. Like um, what the
2: yeah, yeah. I if I if I'm interpreting your question correctly, um, It's a weird question. Like <laughs> what else have we sought to like really make priority?
0: Yeah, yeah. and I mean I because I, mm. I'm also kind of interested in like, you know, I have a cursory understanding of like cursory means be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, light, of, like, kind of what the burlesque... At like, a glance. What like a, a standards... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of basic. Like, ahead. what standards of burlesque are, because it seems like there is a lot of tradition in burlesque as well. And and so, I, you know, I, I liken it to, um, you know, we're both opera singers. And so um, there are obviously a lot of... When you train in a... in a, <laughs> like in a do in an a an act, maybe. Ooh. 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 But when you train in a, in a thing, you know, and you when you, like research the history of a thing and like re-understand the traditions of a thing and understand why things have been done a certain way for so long Mm -hmm. it's you don't want to just go like oh we're we're just gonna rewrite the whole thing like at what point do you go let's not reinvent the
2: wheel well i would say that the wheel in this case for burlesque from my understanding is that it's it's an opportunity to be cheeky and have fun on stage Mm -hmm. and be sexual and I don't think that having fat bodies be on the stage is you know works counter to the original ideas of burlesque I would say Mm -hmm. that that's something that people have turned it into because people will be people Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean even I don't know my thing with burlesque
3: is that it is dancing while taking off your clothes like yeah. that's for me. That's what it means to me. But like, even within our show, we have no strip numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's just yeah. dancing cabaret, yeah, cabaret-esque. Cabaret. Yeah, but like, even not that. But even, yeah. um. And then on the other hand, like for me and General and my burlesquery. yeah, generally burlesquery.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But um, in in my personal like persona and stuff, I don't really work the sexy angle. Mm-hmm. But I don't work the cheeky funny angle. Yeah, I, I just want to be weird. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she is so weird. And <laughs> and and, so great. and it's more about like, I'm gonna be weird, but it's gonna be burlesque because I'm taking off my clothes. So technically, it's burlesque.
4: Or you're not even clothes, but things. just items. Yeah, <laughs> hanging <laughs> <off laughs> <thing laughs> items. Yes. You know, and I haven't gotten really
3: gory. There's some people that that go really gory with that, and that is awesome. And I'm really yes. into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm mm-hmm. more of a sci-fi yeah. kind of leaning. um she is the android empress. The android empress, but you know, so yeah, as, as far as burlesque being a loose term that we get to interpret as a interpret as a troupe, yeah. and also individually for our characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and burlesque has historically always been a place to kind of you know break some push rules. boundaries. Exactly push mm-hmm. some boundaries. I mean, um, there was a burlesque performer that at the. Um, uh, that the Chicago Navy Pier what was Navy Pier created for for the World's Fair da- yeah for uh, the World's, World's Fair there was a burlesque performer that um, did a fan act and was re- arrested multiple times and then there were politicians that would get her out of jail because they are like we want you to perform again and then she'd get arrested again and they'd, they'd pop her back out you know and there was like there's just been so many times where like burlesque has broken the actual laws mm-hmm. and the actual rules because you know legally she was not allowed to show that much skin mm-hmm. you know And so, um, there, I feel like burlesque has always been that place to be a little bit of a rebel, a little bit of, you know, like a little, a little bit different, you know? And so, um, I think that, yes, we are definitely like, you know, pushing some boundaries and whatnot. Um, but I think that it, this is the space to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there was something else smart I was going to say now. I can't remember it. So there's that. (laughs) But as far as
3: like different lines and things, I mean, we're, we're a very socially progressive, yeah troop and we mm-hmm. try to maintain that in every aspect of our of our acts not only acts as in like within the show but mm-hmm. our acts as as people and what we do and the things that we do and say so um you know it's important to put people first who are more mar- marginalized than yourself mm-hmm. like give access and give mm-hmm. space to to people who normally have less than you and so that is one of our like we don't say it all the time like that, but like we always make room everybody for that.
2: Everybody operates yeah. kind of under that. Everybody okay. that we we let in mm-hmm. and I let in everybody that we try to like <laughs> include <laughs> include or that we reach out to, we want them to have that understanding as like their baseline of just who they are as a person and mm-hmm. not to look at it as like a chore, like, Oh, time to be politically correct or yeah. I guess oh, we've Hollywood, gotta be yeah. some you know, social justice warrior allies. Today, mm-hmm. it's like no, that's kind of how you just have to live. Yeah, you yeah. need to be an ally yeah. and that yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. that and
3: beam. fought, fat,
4: fought, fought positive, fat <laughs> positive, um, and not just for sure when you're at rehearsal. You know, because otherwise, yeah. what's the point? What's you know, I so, have yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. There's, I mean, that we we do want to create room for people that are not there yet, because I mean, there is you know, like we do
2: want to create. For everybody?
4: Yeah, we want people to. The, we want. We don't want people to have to feel like they have to know everything about body positivity, and fat positivity, and all those things, and be like, you know, the best ally in every way. I mean, like, I'm still learning. You know, I, oh yeah, we're all still discovery in discovery. The but they mm-hmm. have to put in the effort. They have to put in the effort, and um, and they have to at least be, you know, in a space where they are willing to take those things on. You know, and not just because we to call be each other spread. out. You know, oh, oh, and we
3: do everything every we can yeah. to push each other yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cool. That's
1: so hugely important. I mean, like, I can I can speak to mine and Daniel's experience with that. Where like when we started out, I mean, we we are both very progressive people, but I cannot tell you how much we have learned because we're we're pretty much exactly a year into doing this, mm-hmm. and our our worldview, our understanding of being intersectional and being mm-hmm. allies has mm-hmm. so massively mm-hmm. changed and it's yeah. and it's from and and this is like not me panning myself on the back at by any means because this is baseline what people should just be doing is just like having an openness to what you don't know and mm-hmm. a willingness to change and a willingness to adapt
0: and a willingness to be told that you're wrong yeah mm-hmm.
1: and the grace to <laughs> and, and the grace to accept it yeah cuz mm-hmm. like we've been like we we've been called out on air for saying something that's not correct mm-hmm. and we've and there's nothing more humbling and like, and it's, and I'm, I am like so grateful for those, like in the moment I was, my feathers were thoroughly ruffled, but, <laughs> but I'm like looking That's back, human I'm like, reaction though. Exactly. The point is how yeah. you take it take going it. Forward. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm, you know, in hindsight, so grateful for those moments. And like the fact that you are creating a space where it's like, you know, it is, it is the expectation that if you do something wrong, you're going to point it out, and the expectation is that you take that and you adjust. Yeah. And
2: we try not to put it on, like, people who are not affected by certain yeah. things Too, We try not to put it on people who are affected by whatever's the issue to, mm-hmm. like, point that out. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. something that Weetzy and Karina take on is, like, whenever somebody in the troupe who is not a person of color, like, says something racist or says something that's like towing the line they're like mm-hmm. they're like snapping it up real quick and like i try to regularly keep up to knowledge up to date with my knowledge on like trans issues and that sort of thing so that Accessibility. if somebody and accessible well we all have like very yeah, yeah, but, very, you're really, well, yeah but you're really but you're very yeah. you're you're particularly I try to be, aware and cognizant of of Definitely able bodies. Yeah. yeah, I try to I try to be up on that. And I, I do have, like, disabilities myself, but, like, I have, like, usually the ones that I'm, like, talking about or, like, helping people to, like, learn something, to le- learn about something that they've said is, like, something that's not what I deal with, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's still in that vein of, like, we, I try to, like, take on what I'm not affected by. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we don't want people mm-hmm. to and have to be the do the, the labor there. for somebody else when
1: they're, you know. It's the onus of yeah. education. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah
3: the burden. Yeah. 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 So we try to divvy up the, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say earlier too, when we were talking about tools and one of the things we look for and do kind of writing on the back of this conversation was a being not only being like unapologetically fat and, and in our fat positivity, but like unconditional, you know, in our inclusivity and, and intersectionality and um, fat positivity. I think a lot of people think that it's okay if there's, you know, if Mm -hmm. it's okay, if you're all exercising, well, it's okay. If if if, you're athletic, if if you're athletic, or Or if you're healthy, if you're healthy or like what health is, or like if you're eating right, or if this is a way to lose weight, you can do burlesque. If this is a way to lose weight or, (laughs) you know, or, or like all those things. And I think a big part of our, our troop is, is not putting conditions on whether we're, worthy of being on stage exactly
0: yeah. <laughs> well and i think that some of it is just like calling out things that society has deemed a, a guideline but in reality are arbitrary like you mentioned yeah. ha- the idea of health like what does that even mean really anymore you know yeah, like
3: yeah
0: like it's it's it, it in a lot of ways So many like like sizing clothing sizing it's so yeah. arbitrary but yeah. but like there are people that have spent years and years of their lives like determining their own self-worth based on something that in reality is completely arbitrary so i think that's really powerful and it's it's really fantastic to hear that y'all are doing that
2: yeah and in the same vein of that like i would say one of the things that i've i think is really cool about the troop is that it it creates a fat positive space to like foster if people do want to exercise or do want to Mm, like mm -hmm. you know be active without it being contingent contingent upon or like related to in any way like this is for weight loss this is for me getting my beach body to get like no it's just like this is (laughs) because i want to do it and because it feels good when i do it it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with how i feel about my self-worth or what i'm gonna look like two weeks from now or what the scale says like it's just me being around other bodies that look like mine and move and it's just fucking cool like yeah i stand in the mirror all the time and i just like i just jiggle like Yes, she is the jiggle. Sometimes they just watch me. I'm just, like, in the mirror, like, wiggling my... I'm flapping my bat wings. I'm, like, moving my... and th- I'm just looking at myself move because, like, when you free yourself of, like, the idea that those things shouldn't move and you just look at it, it's just fucking hilarious sometimes. And not, like, in a... Not They're like, a you know, oh, so fat. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. wow, <laughs> like, Looking my, my body, body is you. wild. <laughs> like, and it's just that's bodies like, are wild
3: yeah. no matter what. Yes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing about it.
2: Yeah, and it's just like a place to be able to, like, explore whatever exercise mm-hmm. or level of fitness you want to, like, mm-hmm. be a part of without it having to be connected to diet culture. Yeah. Or changing your body. Or in a changing way your body. It's just like. People deem yeah. Changing acceptable. the way it looks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, and I think what's been really helpful is that, like, so many of our troop members are people that have, like, done so much work on Tumblr around body positivity, and they all have such different aspects that they bring to the troop, and, um, you know, like, we have people that have done all different kinds of levels of, like, performative things online in the past, you know, um, and so I think that everybody brings their own, like, flavor to this, and we can all learn from each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and so everybody has a different spin on, you know, like, you know, how they perceive body positivity. And I think we've all, you know, been able to, you know, snatch up little tidbits from each other on mm-hmm. how we feel about our bodies. And I mean, like, that's, you know, like, in our everyday lives, like, besides our, um, like, you know, troop, we all live a, a body positive lifestyle. And, um, like, for myself, like, that's my career, you know. And so um, I think that, like, that's kind of made us, that's right. um, you know, into what we are today in this little fat positive bubble that yeah we wish really everybody is could partake bubble, in. It's <laughs> yeah. So oh, alarming so when we think like, are
2: yeah. sometimes just around people. Getting
3: that, on a plane. <laughs> that, I mean it's, it's everywhere <laughs> in the outside world but
2: you really you really understand like how alarming and it can be when you like we we spoil each other. We yeah we spoil each other absolutely. all day, every day, all yeah. week, every mm-hmm. month and then we like yep. get around people that don't think the same way yeah. I mean, and it's our- not even like an actively like they're thinking against you but it's yeah. just like they're so conditioned
4: yeah
2: and it really is like a freedom to be a part of like
3: mm-hmm.
4: the
2: fat positive yes. movement and to be a part of this troop and to like live like not just like see it online read mm-hmm. about it and mm-hmm. apply it to your own life but apply it to your hobbies and the things that you're like putting on stage mm-hmm. yeah. and then when you get around like people who don't know that it's just like <laughs> holy shit I've been it's so much spoiled. fun to see yikes like, gonna go hang out with my friends I, yes. <laughs> cause uh, you guys I have mean, to like, work we'll, to do, <laughs> do like, <laughs> or like trying to help them and talk them into like hey yeah. did you know that it could be like this yeah. yeah. if you didn't hate what you saw in the mirror well
4: I mean um, yeah. as a troupe we a lot of times do like community things like we'll have like a, you know like we'll be at the beach in our bikinis you know and we go to other burlesque shows you know and we just do things together and it's just really we great go to out be we to
2: bars and we dress up yes
4: we dance be and it's fabulous awesome. and be yes. and... um but um it is um like the other day I got into an Uber and um the um Uber driver was um a plus size woman and um I don't even know how this came up in conversation, but she was telling me how she um, hated her stretch marks and really wanted to get rid of them somehow. And if I had any pointers, <laughs> and I was like, "Well," I love how she's just like, "I know that <laughs> you so have the you're same, same exactly so And I was like, "Well, actually, I do, and I really love them because to me, what I've distinguished for myself is, um, you know, in the morning, um, if you're like, you know, somewhere in the boonies, and there's um, you know, like morning dew on the leaves and on the flowers." And it's just these little trickles. Like, that's what my stretch marks look like, you know? I think of lightning. Um, I think of lace. And, like, some people think lace of... Lace and lightning. Um, yeah, some people think of them as tiger stripes. Like, there's so many different ways that people have distinguished... Baby their, parentheses.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also look at them and I'm like, wow, this
2: is just a sign that my body could... Like, my skin could have torn open and it didn't. It just it, stretched. Yeah.
1: Wow. Um, it just... And, and to networks. me, it makes
2: the skin look more interesting. <laughs> you know,
4: like, there's... There's so many different ways to like look at it that are not in a you know oh, I must get rid of this way you know Especially and so since she was just really yeah and she she was just quiet for a while and then she was like you know I never even entertained the thought that it could be anything but bad yeah and um she was like wow she was like I learned a new thing today and I was like holy shit like I that's not what I was expecting when I get into Uber I thought I was just gonna go mm-hmm. to meet somebody to go drive to Madison for a performance you know um and then I got to like you know transform this woman's view of her stretch marks that she had been trying for years to get rid of. And then she was like, you know, I'm just going to leave them alone. And so I was like, holy oh. shit, that's yeah. amazing. So it wasn't like she was like, yay, stretch marks. But she was like, you know what, I'm going to stop trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Um that's So, so cool. you know, and it's like, that's like, that's everyday for us, I guess. And so we do that all the time for people as well, you know. And so it's not just when we go on stage or when we have rehearsal. Like, it's just, it's, it's just how we are. I, yeah.
3: Yeah. I had a real similar so, yeah. experience with um the fourth trimester project. Because mm, yeah. mm-hmm. uh so I before coming to the troupe or while wa- and partly while I was in the troupe. She's kind of a big deal. Oh stop. <laughs> um but I was a hair and makeup artist and uh one of like I was a hair and makeup artist, but I was also like the admin person and one of the organizers. Uh there's only one other person which is the creator and founder and photographer of this documentary about um motherhood uh, or postpartum bodies specifically. So, um, not specifically motherhood, but, um, yeah, I know that sound. Oh no. <laughs>
1: but Yay, um, <laughs> cats!
3: <laughs> but,
1: uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, so it's a, a, a photo documentary where we, uh, take photos of people postpartum uh, usually in bra and underwear, with or without their children, and mm. it's about how their bodies have changed uh, through childbearing, breastfeeding, or becoming a parent. Mm. And um, it's similar to us, it's similar to the troupe in the way that it is uh, exclusive of cis men, um, but inclusive of everyone else. So it started with, you know, people who called themselves mothers, and then... Uh, you Know it's it's widened from that and it's been going on for about this is like the fifth or sixth year now. I wow. we, we, cha- we uh, changed it so that uh, instead of I'm no longer really a part of it because I decided to go back to school and stuff. And um, she's still going.
4: Well, you don't like the vomit soundtrack, it's on baby. Some... Oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh,
3: girly, come here. Um, but so many of these, so much. Well, so many of these women have stretch marks and they're showing them for the first time and mm-hmm. they got these stretch marks through childbearing and um, there was a woman who was like, "I do you, do you guys know what to do about stretch marks and do you know how to do it? And we were talking- Like she wants you to cover it up with like, makeup? Like guys cover it up? Or like, do we have anything that we, you know, we've talked to so many mothers, you know, who all struggle with the same thing. Like, what do we recommend? And Ashley, uh, my partner was like, oh, what do you mean they're cute? she had never thought of them like ever even considered that they could be cute and I was like yeah they're like you know like like baby lace like lace around your belly button they're like baby baby um, parentheses mm-hmm. they kind of just hug your and they show exactly where the baby was Boop right there mm-hmm. and she was just like Ugh, ne- mm-hmm. never even yeah and it was it was it's really amazing to like shift someone's view on something that they yeah. never thought could be looked at a different way yeah. it's just so
4: interesting how a society just Has such a like stronghold on what people believe about themselves and how Mm -hmm. people just that is just what's so for them. Yeah, it it just has to be this one way, and they have never even been able to entertain the thought that something could be good and not bad, not something to get rid of, but something to accept and maybe even love. You know, Mm -hmm. and so it's just it it's just in general really interesting what we have allowed society to, you know, deem imperfect Mm -hmm. and how how people. Um, mm-hmm. deny themselves so much because of these things that they think are bad about themselves mm-hmm. you know not having sex with the lights on you know not going to the beach not wearing the thing that they really want to wear you know not feeling comfortable like all those things that society has lights, like, I know I'm like you need to take like, oh are we story doing sensory deprivation yeah and I'm like oh
3: we're turning out the lights let's get uh-huh. weird <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: That's all submerge ourselves in water
4: Are we getting earplugs too? But but there's just so much that people deny themselves that they do not allow themselves to have, and it's it's it is such a disservice to people. Um, And you know, as so much has been created to sell people things, you know, like this is bad, so you should buy A, B, and C product, you know, for the rest of your life to make this better, you know. Um, and most of things are things that people can never actually fix, you Mm -hmm. know. And so, um, it's just been so great to like be surrounded by people that are like willing to kind I'm of reconsider. For,
2: yeah. like, the first time. Yeah,
4: it's like, just... And you oh, really f- man. I, you
2: just really feel, like, stifled when you get out of that and you're like, oh, yeah. it's like cigarettes. Gonna- sorry if anybody's a smoker, but... Uh, but not sorry. But not sorry. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. yeah. it's, it's,
4: it's really right. suffocating. Like, for instance, when I go back to Germany, like, people are just so incredibly fatphobic and um, mm. it's just... It, and, in like, in every... In everybody's sentence, they, you know... just just use this it's just so normalized um you know like people that i don't even know like servers will suggest that i get like the you know the this fat free version if i'm ordering something like it is just so commonplace for people to have an opinion and share that with you about your body um and people are just so incredibly confined by their idea of what is perfect and they are so offended and scared to see people like myself just be so at peace with themselves Mm -hmm. and so free and like for instance essence and i were in germany um a while ago and we were just existing and people were oh man i mean like germans stare already anyway
2: travel but it was weird like but you looked at i mean people were just people so
4: offended by our existence Mm -hmm. i mean it was um
2: yeah, and like I couldn't that, I mean, understand half of it though, admittedly. Yeah, like, I had the the luxury of not understanding the vast majority of what was said, and I was like, well, if it's, if I can't <laughs> hear it, then it's not happening, I guess. But <laughs> she was taking on the full brunt of just like people just like yeah. saying things and just yeah. like. Well, I mean. Um, I was, um, asked to be, um,
4: like on, um, a TV show in Germany that I actually grew up watching, um, that I actually really respected as something that comes on like at 7 PM. It's like, you know, primetime TV basically. And I was really honored to be asked to be on it. And they asked me to be on what they said was going to be a, a body positive, um, segment. Um, which turned out to just be a segment um, that they twisted into like how to be an influencer online and make money. And the weirdest bodies. Um, or and then they sold the segment to another channel that put me into this show called Ten Freakiest Bodies, where they were just like, "Wow, this gigantic woman!" and um, and they gave them all those B roll of me like. Uh, where I didn't even know they were, like, recording, where I'm, like, trying to put on a corset. And, like, nobody looks awesome when they're putting on a corset. And Like, so, people actually um, have
2: help putting them on, and then yeah, they exactly. and them after. Yeah, exactly, nobody but would you, help me put it on. Like, if you put it on yourself, like, you're just going to struggle no matter what, yeah. if you want it to actually cinch. Yeah, because that's what the fuck a corset is, you know? Um
4: And then, like, they had, like, footage of me, um I was walking barefoot on this, like, really... um Uh, like, of course, um, yeah, like rocks, um, next to a pool and I was trying not to fall into the pool and still walk barefoot on these rocks. And so I was walking really slowly, but they of course didn't show the rocks. They just showed my upper body where it looks like I can't walk because I'm just like trying not to cut myself or fall in the pool, you know? And so they just, you know, they were like, oh, let's sensationalize this large body. Mm-hmm. And they never asked my permission for me to be on this. And so, like, and it's been rerun again and again and again and in Holland and in Austria and in Germany. And, like, my friends are like, you're on TV again, this fucked up-ass show. Then they sold it again to some other show about, like, oh my you God. know, it, it's just been a fucking nightmare, you know. And so it's, um, yeah, so back home it's still way worse than it is here when it comes to body positivity and specifically fat positivity.
1: Um, That's so wild because, like, I just, I know that, like, I don't know, and maybe this is just, like, weird, like, kind of segmented shit that we learned in, like, high school German where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, the whole, like, körperkultur is like. Yeah, if you're skinny and shit, then, yeah, be naked.
4: Oh, yeah, I mean, everybody's naked in Germany. That's, like, no big deal, you know? Right. Yeah, um, and I mean, like, obviously our censorship is different, so we don't censor naked bodies, um, and we don't censor cursing, but we do censor violence um, and, like, you know, extreme, um, like, uh, damage that's been done to a body, you gore. know? Yeah, gore, exactly. Mm-hmm, yeah, so, like, yeah, naked is being totally fine, but you you gotta be skinny to be, like, uh, naked. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm
0: well i mean we have a few minutes left so the last thing we do with, with all of our guests is a one minute plug for anything they have upcoming sometimes it's obvious like upcoming events um but otherwise we really also love uh hearing about uh other folks that you think are doing dope work shout outs for that and um just otherwise like self-care things that you are consuming movies tv shows books stuff like that music we
2: have a show <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> on the tenth it's uh yeah, we have two um nights of a show that's coming up on the tenth and seventeenth of February. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's at Center on Halstead. Center mm-hmm. on Halstead at seven PM uh, and it's the Beyonce edition. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fimpatels, the Beyonce yes. edition. All Beyonce music. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um that's awesome. it's gonna be Pretty cool cool pretty do you say so myself cool. there's going to be a lot of glitter
1: <laughs> um w- can people find tickets on any sort of um on social the center media Halsted. too yeah, yeah
2: um mm-hmm. we have a link on oh, the link to um the the ticket link is on the center on the Halstead site and then also on our instagram which is at the fem Fatal's burlesque mm-hmm. all one no dashes or long anything. as fuck but yeah Nice <laughs> job done yep <laughs> it's very descriptive
4: um, yeah and uh, self-care tips um, I don't know Weetsy,
3: do you have something to well I'd like to shout out the fourth trimester body oh Project, yeah totally mm-hmm. uh, With I just Dean wells mm-hmm. um, to check out and okay. we talk about self-care a lot too um, I started kickboxing as my new self-care thing oh, and yeah. it's I've never done it before, except for the last three weeks, mm-hmm. and I did it without even thinking. I was like, "This girl looks cool. Oh, oh! I signed up." <laughs> um, <laughs> and then suddenly I'm in kickboxing. Suddenly I'm in a private session and I'm punching bags, and I it all happened so fast. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it wasn't really for any particular reason other than like I just wanted to punch something mm-hmm. and kick now. Um so and that's been really a really cool experience of like feeling powerful and feeling um cool. Yeah, feeling yeah. cool yeah. indeed.
4: Um uh I would like to thank Makita um for oh being God. on the podcast and introducing us to these lovely good yeah, girls. We love Thanks, Kita, for yes.
1: listening. <laughs> Dude Kita's my Magical. like one of my favorite people yes. yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely
4: yes. yes it was great
1: yes we found out that uh we're both leo risings and i was like oh. that makes sense <laughs> nice. Yeah. um and two um
4: little self-care tips um or body positive tips that you know um you know we hear all the time but maybe somebody that's listened to this has not heard so um just catch yourself when you have uh comparative or negative thoughts about somebody else you're like oh man i wish i had you know or "Mm, i really don't like yeah then just catch yourself and redirect that and then the other one is when you think about like how you would compliment your best friend just try on like once a day complimenting yourself like that so
2: Mm -hmm. also that thing that you don't think will look fab on you it does treat yourself (laughs) serve a look yes (laughs) come Um, to our show on your look yeah because we want to
4: see it (laughs) and just be naked just yeah. be naked. Oh, yeah, all the time, please. <laughs> and your bat wings while you're naked. Yeah, Jiggle
3: all
1: of
0: this! <laughs> cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dana Johansson.
1: I continue to be Maureen Smith.
0: If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways you can do that. The first is to head to scopymag.com. That's our website. We post all of our articles there, all of our podcast episodes, all of that sweet sweet content otherwise you can keep up with us on the old social media on facebook we have a group check it out it's called sounding board you'll answer a couple questions and then we'll decide if you're good
4: uh no but it's fun it's
0: a really great space and we just kind of all chat and talk and it's really fun um and uh you can keep, find us our Facebook page is Scoppy Magazine, on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Play, iTunes Podcasts, Radio Public. I keep doing them out of order.
2: LinkedIn.
1: All no, of them. No, we're LinkedIn. actually not on LinkedIn, which brings me to my next point. Stop requesting us on LinkedIn. <laughs> Are
0: people <we laughs> doing that?
1: Yes. I <laughs> <hand with> <laughs> like anyway. Like stop. We're not.
0: Uh. <laughs> I don't think we've updated our Tumblr in a while. We've been talking a lot about Tumblr a lot, But I, I also started it on Tumblr in 2010. And then I just, I haven't been on it in like the last year for some reason. I don't know why. It's different. Yeah, different. isn't it? Is yeah. that just me? I'm or... still
2: chugging on, but it's different than it used to be. Yeah. I just yeah. like pre-blocking arc.
1: I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna... I'm going to keep going on my...
0: Scottie Mag. S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. <laughs> and, Mag.
1: And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we could use a little bit more help. If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopymag.com and go to our donate section. There are a couple ways that you can give. First of all, you can do a one-time donation. If you choose to do that, you will have our eternal gratitude. Otherwise, for as little as $5 a month, you can support our mission of uplifting local arts and independent media. If you're interested in giving on a higher level or in advertising opportunities, please feel free to reach out to us at scopymag at gmail.com. So give a little, give a lot. And if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share
0: cool thanks again so much for listening go out and make something
1: yep